Merry Christmas. My name is Tim. It's such a, an honor and a privilege to be able to preach the Word of God here this morning. I want to start by sharing a Halifax Christian Church story with you. You see, back in 2005, my wife Karen and I were on vacation in Cuba, and we were away with my mom and Karen's mom and our firstborn daughter, Maddie. And these grandmothers, they were so proud. They had this plan, you see, that Maddie was going to be baptized. And when we got home, Karen and I, we decided we were going to find our own church. We lived in this very neighborhood right here. And I remember we walked up to the doors back there. And at the time, they were not glass doors. They were wooden doors. But we walked in. We didn't know what to expect. And we walked in to HCC. We were checking it out. And I believe the Lord was directing our steps. He was directing our very steps into this building. And I remember one time I asked Pastor Greg on the way out the door, I said, I'd like to talk to you about baptism. And his eyes were about this big around. I didn't mean for me. I meant for our daughter, Maddie. But the next thing, you know, Pastor Greg, he's hanging around our home and we're doing Bible study. And I remember running in from a business appointment and sitting at the kitchen table in a suit and tie. And I'm like, man, come on, you know, you got an hour. But Pastor Greg, he was intentional. He, he, was, he was just going through these studies with me. And, and not just that, but he was watching little things like he saw a guitar in the corner. Next thing you know, I'm involved in worship and arts here at HCC. But not only that, he told me a story one time that his cable TV wasn't working and he wanted to watch the hockey game with me. I'm like, yeah, okay. But he was being intentional. I now know, can look back at this and I can see how he was building a relationship with me. And I'm so glad that he did. Because Karen and I, we jumped into a home group. We jumped into a home group. We started reading the Bible. And in January 2006... The stage didn't look like this. There was a big fish tank back here. And the stage was much higher. And that fish tank was the baptistry. And in January 2006, Karen and I jumped in that baptistry. And Pastor Greg baptized us. Both of our daughters, not just Maddie, but Maddie and Susie, were both dedicated here at Halifax Christian Church. In 2019, both of our daughters made a decision to be baptized. And Pastor Greg and the elders, they ordained me here, right in this very sanctuary, back when we were going to plant the Crossing Christian Church, back in 2013. See, HCC is a very special place to us. It feels like home. And what a season this has been. An incredible blessing, an incredible opportunity to be out making disciples that make disciples. Now, the Christmas season. The Christmas season be, can be quite a ride as well, right? I mean, some of you might be glad it's all over. The preparations for Christmas, right? They're intense. The parties that you have to maybe go to that you might not want to go to, or maybe you do. The parties that you have to host, but with, you know, COVID restrictions, we can't be having a lot of parties, if any. But then there's Christmas dinner. Who are you going to spend Christmas dinner with? You know, are you going to go to uh, this person, this relative's home for Christmas this year? Or is it somebody else's turn? Did you get the gifts wrapped? Did you get the tree up? Did you get your lights hung outdoors? Did you get the stage dressed for Christmas? 
man, there's a lot of things. And let's not forget, I know some of us, or maybe even most of us, you might have a relative that might do something a little bit different in during the holiday season. I, I don't know if that's you, but it can be a little bit crazy sometimes around Christmas. But it's over, right? I mean, Christmas is over. I don't think so. It's about promised light that's revealed. You see, Pastor Greg shared a message from the Gospel of Luke on Christmas Eve. And I've been thinking about that. I've been thinking about how cool it is to hear the Word of God preached from the Gospel of Luke. You see, Luke was bright. He was well-spoken. He was a doctor. He had incredible resources for his research before he started writing the Gospel. And it's incredible. It's really incredible to think that he uses these events that he or his audience participated in. Things that really happened, like the birth of Jesus, the birth of baby Jesus. I mean, Luke, he actually talked to eyewitnesses. Isn't that amazing? Now, these witnesses, they are well-informed. They are highly credible. Now, based on the time frames, we know who Luke was hanging out with. We know the places that he traveled. It's quite possible that Luke actually interviewed Mary. Isn't that incredible? I mean, can you imagine? I mean, I know they didn't have like paper and pen or anything, but he would have looked a little bit like a reporter interviewing Mary, asking, you know, tell, tell me, Mary, what was it like? Tell me about the birth of Jesus. Luke is credible. And he doesn't think that Christmas is over. The promised light has been revealed and it's just begun. And our scriptures today comes from Luke chapter 2, just where Pastor Greg left off on Christmas Eve, right after the very first Christmas. So I want to look at two things, two areas where the promised light is revealed. And as we look at these areas, I invite you to think about what's, what's in this for you all year long, not just at Christmas time. Luke chapter 2, picking up in verse 25. Now, there was a man in Jerusalem called Simeon who was righteous and devout. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was on him. It had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not die before he had seen the Lord's Messiah. Moved by the Spirit, he went into the temple courts. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him what the custom of the law required. So this guy, Simeon, apparently he's a priest, right? I mean, people are bringing the baby in and he, he takes the baby. That's something a priest would do. But Simeon's more than a priest. The text says he was righteous. He was devout. He was full of the Holy Spirit. He was so filled with the Holy Spirit that he knew he was going to see the promised Messiah. See, the first area that we're going to look at is the promised light is revealed to Simeon. The Holy Spirit revealed to Simeon that he would not die until he had seen the promised light. And the text says that the Holy Spirit directed Simeon's steps right into the temple courts to the right place at just the right time. This was so that Simeon, you know, could just kind of bump into Mary and Joseph. 
carrying baby Jesus. Imagine Luke interviewing Mary. It's, it's incredible. Imagine the smile Mary must have had. I mean, just the way that this was all being talked about. How, she would be, had this smile from ear to ear thinking about how all this was going down. I can imagine her saying, well, you know, it was Simeon who first saw us. You know, Joseph and I were walking into the temple courts and walking in with baby Jesus. And, you know, here's Simeon bumping into us. Simeon was waiting for the consolation of Israel. And this is huge. It's spoken of in several places in the book of Isaiah and Jeremiah. I've picked out a favorite one. I love this one from Isaiah 40. Isaiah 40 says, Comfort. Comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she's received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins. A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be raised up, every mountain and hill made low. The rough ground shall become level. The rugged place is a plain. And the glory of the Lord will be revealed. And all people will see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. See, immediately after the first Christmas, the promised light is revealed to Simeon as a consolation to Israel. And you might be asking, well, what, what's in this for me? I mean, th this is Israel. A consolation of Israel doesn't help me. A promised light revealed to Simeon, that doesn't help me. Does it? Second area. The promised light is revealed for all people. Carrying on in our text from Luke chapter 2, verse 28 says, Simeon took him in his arms and praised God, saying, Sovereign Lord, as you have promised, you may now dismiss your servant in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared in the sight of all nations, a light for revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. Imagine that. Can you just imagine with me how Mary and Joseph must have felt? I mean, they're carrying their new baby into the temple courts, and this prophet named Simeon, he's raving about their baby. I have a feeling they were proud parents, smiling from ear to ear. I have a friend. He's a Supreme Court judge, and I was driving him home a couple weekends ago, and he invited me to come into his courtroom. So I did get to see the bench, by the way. Um, he took me into his office. And I walk into his office, and it's a beautiful big office. Nice furniture, and on the walls, it's like a photo gallery. And it's all of his little girl, his precious little girl. There's pictures of his wife there as well. And you see, as a Supreme Court judge, he has an incredibly hard job. He shared with me stories, not the details, of course, but he shared with me stories where there's been judgments that he's made where sometimes the families get split apart. And he told me one time, he said, when I go home and I hear my little daughter, when I hear her laugh, it just puts a huge smile on my face. See, what a blessing our children are. A gift from God. And we're proud of our children. 
But imagine, imagine what Mary and Joseph felt like when Simeon says these words about their baby. He's a light for revelation to the Gentiles. The very next verse in Luke 2 says that Mary and Joseph marveled about what was said about Jesus. I would think so. See, just after the first Christmas, Simeon proclaims that this baby is a promised light to all people, not just the Jews. And this is a foreign concept to the Jews, by the way, back in Simeon's days. Because it's true that the Old Testament talks a lot about salvation to the Gentiles. But this was commonly rejected by the Jews. They just couldn't see us Gentiles being included in the promises of this light that has been revealed for all people. Even when the early church started, this was a, a big debate. You can read about that in the book of Acts. It's in chapters 10 and 11. But the fact is, this promised light, baby Jesus, was promised to all people. There's something huge in this for all of us, all year long. But not everything that Simeon predicted about Jesus was so encouraging. You see, he went on to say that he would cause many in Israel to rise, and that did indeed happen. To some, Jesus would be a stumbling block, and many rejected him. That did indeed happen. Many, many people still don't believe today. People all around us, at work, at school, our neighbors, those that we play sports with, you name it. This is a very urgent subject. Because to those who accept Jesus, there is life. Promised light that's been revealed. And scripture tells us about this life in many places. When Jesus was comforting the sisters of Lazarus right after Lazarus died. Here's what he said in John chapter 11. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. In Romans chapter 6, we were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. The last one in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 6. And God raised us up with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. You see, this is the gospel story. The gospel story is the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. They're around at the beginning. And Jesus, the Son, is sent to earth. And he takes on human flesh, just as it was predicted by the prophets. And he performs all these miracles. He turns water into wine. He heals the lame. He heals the deaf. He does incredible miracles. The book of John says there's so many miracles that it, the book can't even contain them. There's just a number that are recorded. But he became so powerful that the authorities didn't like it. And they crucified him. They crucified him just as it was predicted. And three days later, also as predicted, by the way, he rises from the dead. He rises from the dead. Now, after he rose, he hung out with all kinds of people. 
He even had a barbecue with some of them. The text says he had a charcoal barbecue, broiled some fish. He walked with some. Some people touched him. Over 500 people at one time saw him. And then after a number of days, just before he ascends back into heaven, in Matthew 28, he says, All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and baptize people in the name of the Father, the Son. Baptize people of all nations in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teach them everything I've commanded you to, and I'm going to be with you till the end of the age. And right after that, he ascends back into heaven, where King Jesus now sits at the right hand of the Father. And he says, I'm coming back. And when he comes back, he's going to judge. But here's the thing. King Jesus gives all peoples of all nations the opportunity right now to turn towards him and to make him both Lord and Savior. The promised light, it's been revealed to Simeon and to all the people. If you've yet to make that decision, to make that U-turn, to just stop trying to do things in your own power, to turn towards Jesus, to make him your Lord and Savior, I encourage you to talk to Pastor Greg or one of the leaders here at HCC. They can guide you on your next steps. I'm so excited for you. That would be the best Christmas present you could ever give yourself. But I want to come back to that opening question, that opening question from the beginning. What's in this for you? You see, the promised light, it's been revealed for all of us to see, and disciples are called to make disciples for King Jesus. And when we have this purpose in our life, this purpose that we know that we're called to make disciples, to share the promised light with others, that gives us incredible joy and peace. That's what's in it for you. In the natural rhythms of our lives, at the bus stops, with your neighbors on the basketball court, maybe at a New Year's Eve party if we're allowed to do that. But just like Simeon's path was directed to be in the right place at the right time in the temple courts, when baby Jesus was brought into the temple courts, I'd encourage you to pray, Lord, Holy Spirit, would you, put, would you just put people in my path that have ears to hear? Would you give me the right words to say? Would you just help me to share this promised light with others? It's a blessing to us all year long until Jesus comes back and forever. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, HCC.